This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. This year, it is winner stays on. Only the most profitable handicapper on the week will be invited back for the following show. And the season started in spectacular fashion with some serious profits for viewers and listeners. And there was always going to be some regression. And last week, I think we got it when a draw no bet play was enough to win the challenge. And we have got a new champion in the shape of Will White, professional better who down French football expert James Easton. The aim of the handicappers is the same. Stay on, get paid, make some money for everybody. If they lose the challenge, they go to the back of the queue. Our handicappers only get paid if they are on the show. The mortgage is in jeopardy. Uh, you are with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me to give us his picks and assess the two tipsters selections who'll go head to head. Steve, it was a bit of a dour battle between Will and James last week, we have to admit. Uh, good day to you, gentlemen. Uh, how are you doing? Yes, um, I suppose it was the soccer equivalent of a 1-0 win, a scrappy 1-0 win for, for Will. Uh, I suppose in in a, like a American football terms, he, he kind of nicked a late field goal, didn't he? Really, uh, when there wasn't any touch, t- any touchdowns in the match. So, um, but I actually, to be fair to the, to the lads, and not just last week, that there's been some really late goals go against our uh, handicappers this season. And uh, on another day, I think he certainly both could have certainly had at least one winner each. And I did say, didn't I, that that's. Um, that draw no bet security for Will might be crucial, and it proved that way. But um, I think James can look at his two picks, and I mean, it was he he was winning heading into injury time and ended up losing, let alone pushing. And then the Ren game was bizarre. I I really think nine times out of ten they they win that comfortably from two nil up. So strange things going on. There's been a lot of late goals of late, so it's not over until the fat lady sings, is it? But uh, Congratulations to Will, uh, nevertheless. Indeed. Uh, Will White is our new champion. Will, it was not pretty, but you got over the line, as Steve was pointing out. 1-0 win, a little bit of Mourinho ball, parking the bus. But you got there. Well done. Yeah, I've been wondering whether I'm going to go down as the worst champion in Bet Rivers history, actually, <laughs> uh, which is probably the case. Um yeah, it certainly wasn't pretty, but uh, wins a win at the end of the day, and we move on to the next round. Um, I would like to say commiserations to James. Uh, I think maybe my mind games worked by getting my picks in into the WhatsApp group early. Perhaps it threw him off his game a little bit, intimidated him. Um, but there was an interesting stat that really sums up last weekend, I think. Um, in, the, in the top five European leagues, there were nine goals scored by teams playing with 10 men against 11. Uh, and both James and I had picks scuppered by this. Um, we've already talked about wrong. Um, lose it well, drawing from from 2-0 up. Um, and Eintracht Frankfurt as well, equalising in the 92nd minute whilst down to 10 men, pushed my pick on mine's drawn a bet. So hopefully we get a little bit more luck this week and uh, RJ and I can both pick out some winners. 
let's hope so. RJ is the challenger, US-based handicapper, world football expert, a regular, of course, across plenty of our betting weekly shows. Um, uh, RJ, very good day to you. Uh, Will just mentioned the tactics there again, the picks out first. He did it again this week as well. <laughs> what are your tactics? Have you got any? Have you gone for bigger prices? I note that your last pick is last of the four in terms of uh, chronology um, with, with a Sunday game. So it's it potentially could hinge on that. Did you think about anything like that? Or is it just, I'm just going to put my best bets forward? Well, there is some, uh, first off, Dan and, and Steve, good to see you. Will, uh, pleasure to, to be on the show with you. First time, uh, first time with you. So uh, congratulations on your, on your win last week. And yeah, Dan, in terms of tactics, um, in terms of the day of the selection, that really wasn't uh, in my, in my cards, so to speak, but, but looking at prices certainly was, um, you know, if, if, if we're looking at, you know, minus 125, minus 130, or if we're confident of a taking a little bit of a stab at a, at a plus money price to, to take more of a risk, I think that's something that, that I certainly considered and, and we'll hear about as, as we go on. But, uh, yeah, and these uh, couple pick matchups, you really need to be uh, cognizant of, of the line choices because, you know, Will could go two and zero, oh, but but my prices could be minus twenty eight, minus one thirty, and it may not be enough. Um, so, it, it's not easy, um, and it is a very small sample size. And I know that all betters would would look to to big sample sizes before mm. knowing if 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 certain metrics or the way that you're approaching betting is the way to go forward. So let me ask all three of, uh, of you this, Steve, you know, when you're looking at trends or you're looking at a, a certain league or a certain team, um, what, what is the sample size you're looking at? Is it number of bets and number of games? Is it just a season or, or do you not look at it that way? Are we talking in terms of actual betting selection and picks? Yeah. Done? Yeah. Yeah. I because think, I, I, think, I think yeah. the point I'm making is that, you know, these guys have two picks to yeah. go head to head. It's not enough to determine who's the best tipster, who's the best handicapper. So for those betters looking longer term and just a bit of education as well as entertainment on the European show, what would you say? What would you look for? I think you've got to be looking at at least a half century of picks and then preferably a hundred selections, really, I would say. You're right, Dan. This is different to last season where we had individual shows for each league where each handicapper was having at least three picks a week each. And at times they could sort of push the boat out a little bit with some big selections and things. It's completely different now. It's two picks versus two. Um, you know, there's leans as well. At the end, I would say the leans of the, the boys last week was excellent um, again. Um, but um, so, yeah, you know, you've got to watch that whole show, you know, the whole package. Um, but I would imagine most weeks, both uh, handicappers are just basically trying to produce their two best bets for the week. I and mean, over the course of a season, you know, I don't know how many that will add up to for them. Some Someone like myself is going to be judged more on scrutiny on that because I'm going to have more selections. But um, yeah, I think you've got to be looking at least 50, probably more really. Will, what do you think when it comes to sort of back testing and that sort of thing? Are we looking at 50, 100, 1,000 before you're confident? I guess it depends on on how you bet. If you're if you're just betting on systems, I, won't, I would imagine you need a lot. If you're, you're betting more subject, subjectively, it, it's different. Do you, do you take anything like this into consideration? I, I mean, I'd probably say that I'd let the statisticians argue over relevant sample sizes. But one thing I would say is... I like to use kind of, I guess, a shortcut to kind of manufacture a, a shorter term metric as to, you know, whether I have an edge in the markets. And that's 
measuring the prices I take versus the closing line. Um, and there is a term for that closing line value. And if you're betting prices that close shorter, so if you're betting a minus 110 shot that closes minus 125, or you're betting a minus a quarter goal that closes minus half goal on the main line, that's quite a good sign that you're onto a, a good thing long-term wise. Now, obviously, variance is going to play into that. You're going to have some winners, some losers, and luck's going to play a big factor. But I like to use closing line value to kind of assure myself that I'm, that I'm doing things properly and, and correctly. Big thing, uh, closing line value, certainly for stateside uh, players, uh, RJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when you look at sort of sample sizes and, and so on, is it, you know, if you're looking at certain leagues, you want to get 50 bets, 100 bets. If you're, if you're looking at a certain team, have you got any sort of theories on this? Yeah, I, I, closing line value is big. I, I, I typically uh, like like Will's strategy. And, and honestly, I normally don't wager on leagues until at least I get around six to eight games under their under their belt. I like to see at least three in their respective home and away spots. I, I personally put a lot of weight and leverage into that versus just overall form. Um, it, it seems to have well, it's worked out for me well historically. But, yeah, I, I like to see at least three matches, uh, you know, in their respective home and away spots before I tip a match. Um, you know, and then we're at the point early in the, in the, big, in the big league in the season where you know CLV comes into play as Will said, you're you're looking at the first two to three matches. Um, you're 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 making an educated guess, right? You're making you know with the with the information that you have, specifically like me, somebody who relies on data quite a bit. Uh, it's a challenge, but I think early enough in the season, you can get a good read on teams and and, and get a good expectation of what what kind of performances they'll be able to put in week in and week out, regardless of who they play. Let's kick off the challenge. Rules are simple. Two picks from our challenges, as we've just been discussing. Whoever makes the most profit with their picks stays on uh, for next week for the head-to-head battle, although it's in a fortnight time because we've got an international break next week. If the profit or the loss is the same, then Nigel Seeley, the man in charge, will decide who got the bad beat and declare the winner. Uh, will, as the defending champion, is going to kick off the challenge this week. Uh, we go back to Ren, who are travelling to Brest. This is 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. Uh, Ren plus 105, just a shade bigger than even money here. They are still unbeaten, Will, uh, but they badly let all of us down last week after going uh, not just 2-0 up, but a man up as well before being pegged back by Le Havre. Talk us through the play here for your first pick. Yeah, I think this is a, I think this is a match and, and perhaps a bet after James uh, James's own heart. So um, this, this is for James, this one. Um, You're really I, t- turning the knife in there, aren't you? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I won't take it that way, but um, I, I think the first thing I have to say about this match is it is a local derby, and, and funny things can happen in derbies. They can be tighter than you'd otherwise expect. However, I just can't take my eyes off this over two and a half line here, and, and, I, and I can't help but think that it should be over two and three quarters, maybe even three. Um, if it weren't a derby, I think this would pr- pr- probably be trading an over under three line. Um, the overall attacking numbers for both teams are just very strong through three matches so far this season. Um, Ren somehow didn't beat Larav that we've spoken about um, till we're blue in the face, despite generating 2.82 xG. Um, they also had decent offensive outputs um, versus Long in the pr- in the previous round and and won very convincingly at home to Mets in the opening match day. Um, 
We have previously talked about Ron's um, offensive weapons on the show. I know Steve's big into that with uh, Juiri, Kalimwendo, Ludovic Blas, and even off the bench with Ibrahim Salah and Desiree Due. They've got a lot of weapons that can really um, pose a threat to the opposition through the full 90 minutes plus. Um, moving on to Brest, they were unlucky to, to not score away to Marseille, I thought. Um, they generated 1.76 XG. Um, and in game week one, they generated a whopping 2.55 XG at home to a strong long side. So um, I think both teams are very attacking and have um, higher offensive outputs here. Um, at the same time, I think Brest, Brest's offensive numbers have been suspect, um, conceding an average of 1.6 XG per game. And at the same time, for me, this Ren defence just doesn't convince. Um, the most experienced defender in the squad is 23-year-old Arta Turda. And uh, in addition to that, I've been reading that Salzburg are interested in Christopher Wu. He's not necessarily a starter, but there could be some um, there could be some unsettlement in that Ren defence. This season, uh, sorry, last season, this fixture finished two one to Ren, um, and there was a total of three point four four xG generated between both teams, which is obviously considerably higher than the two and a half line where the line's been set. The line that day, the goal line was over uh, 2.75, uh, minus 125 actually on the over. Um, so more than a quarter goal difference uh, to the line we're looking at for this bet. Although it was the final day of the season and often goal lines are set higher on the final game of the season. In conclusion, I think the line's out by at least a quarter goal. It should be over under two and three quarters minimum really. And in this game, in, in, in the top European leagues, a quarter of a goal is a big margin to have in your favour. So I'm very happy to bet uh, Brest Ron over 2.5 goals at minus 115. Has been a profitable strategy, Steve, previously uh, with Rem. Your thoughts on this one? It's funny. I was just actually... It's the reminder me of a bet I placed in, in pre-season on a friendly. I, I very rarely bet on friendlies. But these two met in the end of July... I was on over 2.75 goals and I thought I had a massive edge because um, I knew it was going to be four times 30 minute periods, but it ended only one nil in 120 minutes, which really frustrated me. <laughs> um, you're right. This is, uh, I think the goal line is this because of the Derby nature of the match. There's a lot of teams in Brittany. They're all raging for supremacy. Wren generally have a good record against Brest. Um, I think they get themselves up for this game and Jay, uh, Will, called it there himself i think the key to the game is the breast defense because you, under this manager since he took over in january you can get you know the solid version of, of the breast defense um where they just don't look like conceding a goal or you can get and more recently it has been sadly this version for them it's been they've dropped down a level um to what they just concede too many chances and too many goals so it, I think it is more likely to go over than under, to be honest, considering um, how both teams are playing right now. There's an interesting... If you're looking for a bit of value for a goal scorer, Roma del Castillo has been in good form for Brest. Three goals in his first two. And he's going to be on penalty duties. Wren can fall asleep and make silly mistakes, as we saw last week. So he could be worth looking at. Um, so overall, I think there is, a, there is a decent advocate for goals here. Uh, sticking with Ligue 1, Monaco launched a little bit later, 3pm Saturday Eastern. Uh, this is RJ's first selection. Uh, Monaco, top of the table, going well, RJ. Talk us through your pick. 
Yeah. Uh, first off, I do like Will's pick. To to be fair, it was it was something I had pegged as well. So um, I think that's a nice nice shout. But yeah, looking at Monaco versus Lynn uh, over three at plus one oh six. Uh, Monaco, as you stated, off to a, a strong start. Fifteen goals in their first three matches uh, combined. Um, they fell behind Nantes. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. You guys, you guys help me out sometimes. With I just think page. you should just go for it, RJ. Don't Nunt. worry about it. Not three to one last time out, and they clawed back to a three-three draw with goals from Ben Yetter uh, and Mini Mo, uh, Mina Mino, uh, both uh, the top scorers in league own after three matches. So there is no doubt they have the weapons to net three themselves, but I, I, in, in, I, I think they they will, but I, I question uh, the reason why I think this this has strong potential. That's why I went with over three at plus money versus over two point seven five, is because of goaltender Philip Kahn. Um, he looked decent in the first three matches, and to be fair, all of th- all of three goals against uh, Nantes last week was, I mean, they had beauties, right? A penalty, a nice header, and uh, a beautiful a beautiful sort of laying in the, in the bottom corner that he really didn't have a chance at. Um, and I think he looked decent in the first three matches, but he's made the jump from Austria first division to the Swiss challenge league to, um, to, to uh, from Salzburg and, and to league on uh, in just a matter of four years, you know, I think he's 23 years old. He's long, he's young and he's probably going to have a promising career, potentially playing for, you know, the Swiss national team someday. But, I think it, it to some extent he could be a liability for Monaco. Um, Lens have found the net in their first three matches to start the season against Brest, Rennes, and PSG. Um, they have not won a match, and and I think because of that fact, it sets up for a, a nice match in terms of goals because they're desperate for points, and when desperate teams, uh, they tend to play with a more aggressive open style, right? So they did lose star striker Luis uh, Appenda to RB Leipzig, Seiko Fofana to Al Nasir. Um, they brought in Eli Wahi, who netted 19 from Montpellier last season, and Andy Dolph from uh, Basel, FC Basel in the Swiss Super League. But I think, I think Lynn is is arguably a little bit worse than than they were last season. Um, as I stated, Monaco will be hungry and motivated after their strong comeback. Uh, last week to, to get a draw, to get a scrape a point out. And um, over three plus money. I, I, I like this because I think we see four plus goals here. Uh, so goals on the agenda. Addy Hutter's uh, teams throughout his career, Steve, generally produce goals. What's your thoughts on this one? Monaco start the season well. We're looking for goals against Lons. Yeah, I actually backed this bet early, early in the week. So I, I absolutely, obviously, have to approve with this one. Um, Minamino has been in great form. Been brilliant, for, hasn't he? On. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, I'll be honest. I think we're probably all kind of falling into the same trap that he he was useless over here in in the UK. But you kind of forget moving to a different country, then he can rebound. Him and Ben Yedder have actually been playing really well. You know, Ben Yedder, I, I can't believe he's allowed to play, but he is, and he's been scoring goals. And, um, mm. you know, this Monaco team just seemed really wild. Lance uh, are an interesting case, yet to win. They've had a tough fixture list. We said in the outright show, we think they are going to drop down this year, and the Champions League hasn't even started. So they're under a little bit of pressure, but I think this match does suit them. I, I, could, I actually think Lance might win. I think the the counter attack nature of them. Um, they won this one four one last year. It's a good matchup for them. They, they, they beat Monaco twice. 
And I could see Monaco scuppering maybe a few chances and Lons just being clinical on the counter-attack. So there's, there should be goals at both ends, which certainly does help the um, the over-under nature. Just just one other, other thing to add about this game. For those who bet on fouls, referee in charge, Willie Delahode, is known for whistling tons of fouls. So get on the overs for those if you can get that market. Hey, watch out for the cards there. Lons is certainly plus 225 to win the game, but not Steve's hot dog of the weekend. Um, we go to Germany for that, Steve. Um, it's always going to be a tough gig, this one, for you. you. You kicked off with a winner for us, but have struck and lucky since then. And I note that you've just toned it down a little bit price-wise. Talk us through your hot dog this week. Yeah, I mean, the, the dog last week was, was an embarrassment. Um, you know, it was so bad that if it was a dog going into a vet, it would would have got put down, wouldn't it? Um, Ravalakana were were shocking, but um, it's the same as losing 1-0 in terms of a result. But um, so, yeah, I, I, you're right. I have toned it down a bit. I think I've been looking at more sort of like a Great Dane, really, in terms of picks. And now I'm just kind of going back to a bog standard sort of Labrador here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, going to Germany. Hoffenheim against Wolfsburg. Uh, Wolfsburg was one of my picks last week, one of my main picks on the handicap, and I'm sticking with them here, but this time on the money line, plus 163 to beat um, Hoffenheim away. Very slight underdog here, but I actually think they maybe should be the slight favourite. I think they've started the season really well. They've dominated both their fixtures. Um, I don't think they've necessarily beaten much in Heidenheim and Cohn, but um, you've still got to beat what's in front of you. Jonas Wind is in great form netted uh, all uh, loads of goals them so far so they've got a player in really great form which i like and hoffenheim are one of them teams this this match is a good chance of going overs as well by the way i think anyone looking at the goal line um it's three or 3.25 this should go over um goals at both ends hoffenheim are very 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 wide open um you know i've just a couple of stats here to note uh, they've conceded 36 shots in two games with 17 on target against them. And they've been facing the likes of Heidenheim last week. They beat them, but they were 2-0 down early. And they can't afford to do that against Wolfsburg. Um, it, it does, their defence just massively concerns me. I think Wolfsburg have got the better defence. I said last, last week they've got a good away record last season. Um, they generally keep things tighter on the road. And, um, uh, yeah, I think this is a really good underdog away from home at plus 163, which is still a pretty good, juicy price, really, when you think about it. A reliable team who've served me well recently against a more inconsistent outfit who will probably miss a few chances and, and certainly give up a lot of shots. So, you know, the Bundesliga, it's treated me pretty well so far this season. So Wolfsburg on that, on the nose here, plus 163. If you want to be play it safer, go draw no bet. I don't think they'll lose the game. No such thing as a safe bet when it comes to the hot dog. You've got to play Steve's pick. Will's second pick uh, next up. Uh, this is Real Madrid Catafe. When we were talking on Monday for the Champions League show, uh, Will, you explained that sometimes it's a good bet is one that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. And if I was playing this one, that's exactly what I would feel. Um, talk us through your selection here. Yeah, I mean, I do have a slightly uncomfortable feeling about this bet. Um but in other respects, it kind of has to be an automatic consideration with Getafe. They're just so defensive. And uh, if I remember rightly, in match day one, I think Rory was on the Getafe Real Madrid, uh, the Getafe Barcelona 
Barca to win and under three and a half goals. And he got unlucky that Barca didn't win that game. Um, a fair result probably would have been 1-0 Barca, 2-0 Barca. But um, I think the difference in this one is I think Madrid do get the win. Um, and they are considerable favourites to get the win. But I think there will likely be less than four goals. Um, the big the big news coming out of Madrid is that Vinicius Jr. will be out for this game. In fact, he'll be out for around six weeks. And Vinicius, alongside Bellingham, who has also been discussed previously on this show, uh, those two are definitely have the highest uh, offensive output for Real Madrid. Um, Vinicius' track record goes back to prior seasons. Obviously, Bellingham, new arrival. I think, um, you know, I think on paper, it looks like Real Madrid's start to the season has been impressive with three away wins from three. But the underlying numbers don't really suggest that impressive of performances. Their average XG supremacy has only been just under half a goal a game. And normally goals of uh, games of this kind of um, teams of this kind of stature, Real Madrid, Barcelona and the other big European teams, you'd be expecting them to generate an XG supremacy of above a goal a game. So I think their their results on paper have been slightly deceiving. Um, maybe that's down to the adapting to Ancelotti's new system where they've kind of made Bellingham the centerpiece in that hybrid kind of false nine, 10 role at the tip of the, the diamond in midfield. So um, I think Hetafe will come to the Bernabeu and look to park the bus. Uh, traditionally, they're a very, very defensive team. Uh, they don't like to open up much and um, Generally, the goal lines in their games are, are very low, often under two. Uh, in fact, I think, I believe last weekend, I think they, the goal line was, the main line was over under one and a half, which is which is very, very low. Um, they've had a total of four goals in their three games so far. And uh, on top of all of that, their top scorer from last season, Enes Unal, um, who scored 14 goals in a, in a, in a, in a quite a poor Hetafe team. Um, is still out injured, hasn't hasn't played a game yet this season, and will be out for this game. So I, in conclusion, I think Madrid should still win the game. They've definitely got enough to win it. Uh, I think more than three goals is unlikely, uh, and I can see something like 2-0 uh, Real Madrid. I don't really see Hetafe uh, troubling the, the score sheet too much. Uh, Steve, you highlighted that Rory Betts said that the, my biggest fear is Barcelona not winning. You are absolutely right. What's your thoughts on this play? Well, whenever I see the word under in a bet, I uh, immediately am not a big fan, as you know, with my betting style, Dan. But uh, I've been looked at this. It's pretty hard to pick a hole in Will's bet, really. There's a ridiculous head-to-head. Um, the last 10 have been both teams to score no. Uh, it's not gone over three and a half, this fixture, since 2018. Now, I do believe... Uh, this is actually a derby game, isn't it? Getafe are um, are based in and around the Madrid region, yeah. so they're bang. They'll be bang up for it. Um, you know, last year they only Real Madrid only beat them twice, one nil, and I think it's going to be very similar to that Barcelona game. The difference here is, I I I really would be surprised if Real Madrid don't find a way to win. It, it might right. take a while, um, but they've got a lot of different. I think they've got more different different types of weapons than Barcelona, and they they will mix up their play if need be. This is going to be. There'll be. I think there'll be a lot of cards in this game. I looked. I was looking at the card line and um, over three and a half Getafe cards at plus one twenty eight. I think you could do a lot worse than that. They're going to be time wasting. They're going to be getting stuck in everything. So it does look like two nil or three nil possibly could be the most likely scores. Uh, Real Madrid don't tend to rack up the score, do they? That much these days. 
So it does look a pretty damn good bet, really. A good combo bet, I must say. Um, it, it's not going to be a pretty watch. Dafe are pretty ugly. And um, it, it should really be 1-0, 2-0 or 3-0. We will find out, of course, over the course of this weekend. Final pick from RJ. We go to Germany for Union Berlin uh, against uh, Leipzig here. Uh, RJ, talk us through your selection. A lot of positivity around the Capital Club at the moment, the top of the league. Of course, we've got the Champions League to, to look forward to as well. Talk us through the play. Yeah, looking at over 2.5 goals at minus 108 in this matchup. It's, uh, it's a spicy matchup. Um both sides are very active in front of the net to start the season. Union led by Kevin Behrens, uh, who not long ago was in the lower German division and played for Sandhausen in Bundesliga 2, and, and now he's on to Union Berlin. Uh, he scored a hat trick against Mainz, and last time out in a strong win against newly promoted Darmstadt. Um, obviously, they have uh, Gosens from Inter Milan, uh, young American Brandon Aronson uh, as well. Uh, they have not kept a clean sheet yet, allowing a goal against Darmstead, although they received a red card you know, early in that match and still found a way to net four goals after that, which was pretty impressive. Mines also had missed two PKs against them, so they were lucky, to be fair, not to concede more than, than two goals uh, thus far so far in the early stages of the season. As you all know, or if, if you don't, Leipzig were my top three pick uh, outside of, of Bayern in the, in the Futures show, and, and although they do have you know, a tough schedule to start the, the the season. I expect them to attack Union and, and know that they have to they're gonna have to break that that defense and they certainly have the the firepower to do so in my opinion. They've scored seven goals in their first two matches this season. Obviously they, they took down Bayern uh, in the in the cup match prior to that. And they won on the road last week five to one against um, I'm sorry they won last week five to one against Stugart at home. Uh, all five goals came in the second half, uh, and they even had two goals disallowed. So, looking at this price, you know, I, I get it. I, I think the the book the bookmakers are, you know, Union Berlin. They play a tight style of 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 containment. I think, you know, typically historically, even over last season, they've had pretty low scoring affairs. But uh, the firepower of both these sides coming off a very strong start to the season. There may be some reserves. I think what's going to be crucial for this is, is have a, a goal in the first half happen to, to sort of open this up. I think one of my fears is if this goes in the halftime at nil-nil, I think it's going to be a challenge to get over. So um, I think we need an early goal here. But one of the stronger-looking plays, I think, personally, this weekend in terms of goals. Over two and a half is uh, the pick. Uh, Steve, this is not your favorite club, Union Berlin. Have you got anything to add? <laughs> Plenty to add about. I mean, I actually thought at least it's not an under Steve because I can't see one of unders. this is one of Will's leans as well. I thought he was just having a bit of fun with me by adding it because uh, everyone knows that I'm not the biggest fan of Union Berlin. The reason is because they are a statistical anomaly. I mean, mm. last season they, if you look at their XG and XGA, that they actually had the lowest expected goals in the whole Bundesliga out of any team. But they overachieved, overachieved by 16 goals, which is pretty remarkable. They're already at it again this year. They've scored eight goals and their XG is only 3.75. Now, how they can keep this up, I don't know. Both ends of the field as well, by the way. They seem to regularly get away with it. Um, the goalkeeper seems to have some good games. Um, you know, Kevin Behrens is in good form at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. 
They were look, they are well coached by Urs Fisher, three five two system. They're on they're one of them teams that you get them in football where you just almost have to forget about their stats sometimes. And they've got a good head to head against Leipzig. Won the last five Bundesliga games against them. And I, I think it's because they love being an underdog. They love hitting teams on the counter attack. They do have this reputation of being involved in low-scoring games. And yes, they did have the most unders of any team last year in the Bundesliga, but it still was a 17-17 split. So I think that's the reason this goal line's so low, even though Leipzig are involved. And Leipzig are crazy, aren't they? They just You watch any Red Bull side play and you know the style you're going to get. It's pretty open. And then there is a decent advocate for goals at both ends of the fields. I wouldn't be surprised if Union, I'll tell you how this game goes. Union probably win the game. At the end of it, look at the XGs. They've comfortably been outplayed, but they find a way to win. That's how their games go, Dan. Um, and I think there's value. I think RJ's found some value here because the goal line probably should be higher, but based on reputation, it's lower. That's, that's what uh, I would say. Uh, let's just bring in Will finally on this one because uh, when we asked for leans, this one was a lean, wasn't it, for you, this bet? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the more I think about it, the more I, I like this play. Um, I think, as Steve said, it's it's based off Union Berlin's reputation. Perhaps an element of, of these, these are two teams that are likely to be challenging at the top of the table. So markets tend to, to somehow visualise those games to be tighter than they otherwise would be. Um, but all of the stats, the recent stats from this season, and I think stylistically, given the transfers that um, have come into Union and Berlin on the off, in the off-season, I think they perhaps realise that to get to the next level, they have to be a bit more attacking in the weapons they've brought in, especially with Gerson's um, a very attacking wing-back. I, I think uh, they, they might be slightly more open this season, and for me, this line should be at least 2.75. And I'm actually now regretting not having it as one of my main picks. <laughs> I got my leans in before RJ got his picks in, so I'm wondering if there's a potential yellow card there for... Pick replicating. Is it, yeah, it's funny. No, it's funny you say that because I said I submitted it, and to be fair, I had, I had a busy day yesterday. I didn't look at the. the Don't look. give me that. You were looking. We saw. No, it. no, saw and it. I submit it, and I say, "Oh, this is one of Will's leans." I'm like, "Here we go." It's going to be a good talking point though tomorrow on the show. So, um, yeah. And you got a better price than me as well. I was back in at minus one oh nine. One oh nine. I saw that. Yeah. That's a great bet. Uh, OK, picks done. Let's get Steve's uh, best bets of the weekend. Uh, two selections from our senior handicapper here. One in Germany, one in France. Steve, what do you like? Bundesliga on Saturday. Augsburg against uh, Bochum over 2.75 goals. And then Sunday, back into France. Um, P- uh, Leon against PSG. Uh, PSG minus one Asian handicap. Um, I'll, be, I'll be quick on the German one because I've talked about Bochum a lot, really, haven't I? this season, how bad they are defensively. I'm ignoring last week's result against Dortmund because it, I said on the show it's a derby game. Th- weird things can happen in those matches. They played a 5-4-1 formation. They were always going to be a lot tighter uh, in that in that clash. And I also don't think Dortmund are playing particularly good football right now, by the way. I think they're really struggling to um, get used to without uh, Jude Bellingham. Uh, I think both teams will fancy their chances in this game. Augsburg, I, I, I I said in the pre-season show I was between them and Bochum, who to back to go down. Uh, first match of the season, a four-all draw against Munch and Gladbach, and they, they she put up a half-decent fight against Bayern last week. I thought they've they've got goals in them, uh, but they will concede goals as well. I mean, this could go either way. I wouldn't trust either side 
at all. But um, I do like the goal. I'm surprised this goal line's at 2.75. I really, I really am. Um, no, pro- no hesitation in pulling the trigger here. I think both will absolutely have a go. You could also look at both teams to score an over. And if you do like the Augsburg win, you could do the same again. Augsburg win, but uh, both teams score. And um, anyway, into France. And this is a bit of... Uh, I feel like this is almost a bit of a tribute to James Easton because I no doubt, I reckon he would definitely be on this pick. Um, PSG minus one Asian handicap. He is going to be on the reaction show on Sunday uh, with me. And we will talk about this game because it was come up. It will come up later that evening. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be red hot on PSG. Leon are an absolute mess. Their defence is a disgrace. If you watch them, um, first three matches, the amount of big chances they're giving up is ridiculous. Uh, they drew against Nice away last week, but Nice are starting to already give me uh, vibes of like Graham Potter at Brighton or Graham Potter at Chelsea, where they just they look nice, but they don't finish chances. So Leon were fortunate they didn't face a clinical team in that game. But they've got not just problems on the field, but off the field as well. They're under the financial watchdog in France, the DNCG, new owner John Textor, is in a, a battle with the former owner, Jean-Michel Orlas, uh, who's going to sue him. There was some news this afternoon about, about 15 million of frozen assets are going to be put into play. There's a terrible vibe around for Leon at the moment. PSG can take advantage of that. And um, this could get ugly, actually. If they start defending like they have been this year, I mean, PSG could put three or four upon them. So I'm happy to take them on this minus one Asian handicap at minus 124 for the visitors. It's just one of the, I'm not going to overthink this one. I don't think it's tremendous, incredible value necessarily, but I'm just very, very confident about PSG at least winning the game. Uh, even a one-goal win gets a push, but they should really put quite a few goals up on them here um, if Leon keep performing as they have been doing. So, um, yeah, what, keep, keep an eye out for that reaction show on Sunday. I'll quiz James Easton heavily about this game, but I'd be shocked if, if Leon get anything out of it. Good stuff. Uh, Leans, these are the ones that didn't quite make the cut, but as Steve has pointed out already, um, all of the boys, all of the handicappers over the course of the first three weeks of the campaign have been getting a lot of these right. So, uh, Will, we've talked about one of yours because it was in the Bundesliga uh, game. You've also got one in Spain for us. Yeah, this is a pure model-based lean. Um, I think instinctively i don't like it that much um but the lean is is villarreal minus a quarter of a goal at minus 112 in la liga versus cadiz um they haven't been particularly impressive thus far this season they lost quite a few key pieces in the off season haven't really replaced them they've also had um some injuries with some key pieces jeremy pino who i believe is actually back for this game has been out for the beginning of the season at the same time, Cadiz have been quite impressive, particularly at home, um, defensively quite stout. But uh, I think overall, Villarreal certainly have the weapons to trouble Cadiz here, especially if Pino's back. He'll probably start from the bench. But um, in previous seasons, I mean, in fact, last season, this line was as short as minus three quarters of Villarreal. Uh, and yes, things have changed since then, but I don't think I don't think as much of half a goal's worth of things have changed in the off-season. So... Yeah, uh, I think really a fair line would be here. Villarreal minus a half, maybe plus one ten-ish. Um, so the minus a quarter, minus one twelve, makes a lot of sense to me. I can see a two-one type Villarreal win, and you've got the uh, the half stake returned um, if it's a draw insurance on your side too. 
Okay, RJ, you've got a couple for us. One is in England. We're not quite sure if we're allowed it, but if uh, Nigel stops us, then it's snuck in for this week. You've got one in England, one in Italy for us. Rattle through your leans. Yeah, I'll be brief. Uh, looking at um, Tottenham money line, minus 108. Uh, they look solid after losing Harry Kane. They've cupped a clean sheet in the last two matches. Uh, James Madison and Dejan Kulasevsky from Juventus look to be uh, fitting in quite nicely for this side. Um, Burnley have, uh, coincidentally, Burnley have avoided defeat in three out of their last four head-to-heads at Turf Moor. Tottenham were, were knocked out of the EFL Cup on Tuesday at Fulham, and an interesting stat here was, was Spurs have only failed to score in one out of their last 15 away matches. So looking at Burnley's just terrible performances so far against you know man city and i think they've allowed three goals in both their home matches so far it was it was hard not to like this it was hard not even to take a take a glance at the team total over 1.5 i believe around minus 127 when i looked um but yeah it's 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 a strong play and then the other play that i like the other lean which honestly like will said i i somewhat have regrets here um on, on, on not making this a formal play but uh leche versus seller seller Nitana. Both teams to score. Um, I, I really like that at minus 108 as well. Uh, Leche persevered with two late goals against Lazio to open up their season at home for a 2-1 to one win. I think they had two goals past the 85th minute, if I'm not mistaken. And then Drew last time out 2-2 against Fiorentina with another comeback. So I just really like both teams to score. Salantana have, have had two draws to open up this campaign. I think they'll likely feel that they can take advantage of this vulnerable Leche side who have, like I stated, fell behind twice early so far this season. Leche have recently signed Nikola Kirstovic, uh, who's a Serbian journeyman. He played for Red Star Belgrade, one of the top sides in Serbia. Uh, he, he ended up uh, fine on the back of the net against Fiorentina in his first match with this side uh, last time out. And... Both teams to score at minus 108 looks to be one of the stronger plays I found, uh, aside from the two that I mentioned officially. That's Lecce against San Nitano, which is a Monday game, incidentally, at 2.45 Eastern. And Steve, uh, two matches to look at. Three leans, though, here. Rattle through your picks, your leans, I should say, for the weekend. Yeah, Friday night in France, Nantes against Marseille. I do quite like Marseille, to be honest here. They've got a good record in this fixture. It can be a tough place to visit, but they don't have any problems. Nantes are in a real mess defensively, conceding so many chances and goals. So I think Marseille, just on the money line, uh, is minus money uh, worth backing. For those who do like a bit of a flutter, over two and a half Marseille team total goals at, at plus 195 now. That could be worth a go if you watched that game against Monaco last week. Nantes' defence was awful. And then in Spain, I think Real Sociedad on a minus one Asian handicap against Granada could be worth backing. They haven't won a game yet, but um, I think that should come here against a Granada team who I don't think are very good. I think they're going to be in the relegation battle. Look at their metrics. Um, they, they have been conceding a lot of chances. Got a win last week against Mallorca. This is a much tougher test. Sofia Dad, I could see winning them winning this like 2 0. I think winter nil for the home team here on, on that minus one line, which is, I think it's, it's actually going towards a minus 1.25 line, which I wouldn't take because um, a one goal wink is possible. Uh, okay, that, uh, those are the links from our three handicappers. Back to the head to head challenge to wrap up then. Two picks versus two picks from Will and RJ. Will, remind us of your two official picks for the challenge this week. 
My official picks are Brest versus Rennes over two and a half goals at minus 115. And in Spain, uh, Real Madrid to beat Getafe at home, um, whilst also there being under three and a half goals in the match. RJ, your two picks? Yeah, going to France, uh, Monaco versus Land uh, over three at plus 106. And to the Bundesliga, Union Berlin versus RB Leipzig over 2.5 goals at minus 108. Steve? Have you got your prediction of who's going to win this challenge correct yet? No, this is where I curse someone, isn't it? This is North, like North from Steve three. Curse. So whoever Steve says he's going to win, you know the other person's going to nest Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Having analysed all of the selections over the past 45 minutes, who's going to win the week four challenge? I'm going to give a prediction that none of the picks lose, right? Um, I've changed my mind on air. I, I, I was going to go with RJ. I'm changing it to Will because I've noticed there's an over three goals pick in there. That could be a push. And that could be, um, if that's a push and, and uh, obviously Will wins both of his, then he, then he prevails. I'm Honestly, I'm expecting a really strong week from the boys here. So um, I think there's going to be some great profit on this show for those watching. Good stuff, Steve, Will, RJ. Thanks for your company. Good luck to all. Uh, we will be keeping score throughout. We didn't really put too much on Twitter over the course of the last weekend because the winds weren't flying in. But rest assured, mm-hmm. when when they are, we will. <laughs> um, that, is, that, is a, that is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. Uh, we are off next week because it's international break. We've got plenty upcoming, though, over the course of the week when it comes to uh, the Betting Weekly studios. After that, the winner of RG, RJ and uh, Will will face... Uh, Rory Barlow, the Spanish football journalist in the challenge. And uh, that is your lot for this week. From all of us, it's goodbye.